Welcome to the Love and Light Live podcast, empowering crystal lovers to learn and experience the art of crystal healing. Get ready to listen in and follow your soul calling with crystals. Hello, and thank you so much for joining me for the Love and Light Live podcast brought to you by loveandlightschool.com. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and this podcast is the number one place for all things crystals. In today's show, we'll explore the healing properties of chrysocolla, which is a crystal for embodying earth energy. But before we get started, I'd like to answer one of our listener questions. Remember, you can submit your own question anytime at loveandlightschool.com ask for the chance to have your question answered right here on the show. Today's question comes from Erica, and Erica says, I just started a new job and I'm fairly new to crystals. I'm feeling excited but overwhelmed with all the new things I'm learning. I was at my last job for quite a while and worked from home, and now I'm working in an office. I have a very analytical job. I'd love to know what crystals to have at work and to wear for openness, compassion for self, clarity, the ability to use my analytical skills, and protection. Erica, this is a really good question. So first of all, congratulations on the new job. I hope it is still going very well for you. And in terms of crystals for openness, I think there are a few things. So you could try some crystals for shielding. And I know this seems counterproductive or counterintuitive when we're talking about openness, but by knowing that we're energetically protected, it allows us a little bit more space, a little bit more freedom to be open, to be trusting, to have new experiences. So things like green tourmaline, peridot and labradorite are excellent for this. They kind of shield that heart center while still allowing you to tap into your heart space and be really open. For compassion for self, I'd recommend tried and true rose quartz, but you could also try rhodonite or rhodochrosite. All are really good for getting you rooted into that compassion in your heart space. For clarity, I love working with golden tiger's eye or rainbow fluorite to help you with your analytical skills. I think golden tiger's eye is also really great for that, but I'd also recommend Sputnik aragonite. They're like these beautiful little orangey brown starbursts of crystals that come from Morocco, and they can really help us sort through a lot of different details and make decisions, so they'd be great for enhancing your analytical skills. And for general protection, I think you could stick with some of those shielding crystals I recommended first and let them pull double duty. But if you want some stronger protective crystals, some that are really good for boundaries and energetic shielding, you can always try something like black tourmaline. Or if you want to keep your energy field clear, make sure that you're not picking up on anything in the workplace, then something like selenite would be just great. Erica goes on to say, There's so much to learn and so much is intuitive about working with crystals, but I'm a very logical person, so it's hard for me to tap into that side of myself. 
I have a crystal dictionary, but it's overwhelming. I went to a crystal shop and bought crystals that spoke to me, but I tended to get crystals that were all similar colors, and I don't know that I have a very diverse selection, but I don't really know what to buy. So thank you, Erica, for sharing this, because I think this is something that actually does happen from time to time. We're drawn to specific colors. We're drawn to specific energies. And so often we can tend to kind of gravitate toward one certain group of crystals, maybe all blue or all green or cool colors or warm colors. And there's not necessarily anything wrong with this. It could be that those crystals are the ones that you really need right now to support you. And I would say if you were drawn to them, there's probably really good reason. And it's also likely that this will change at some point down the road. You'll start to be drawn to different stones. So it's totally okay to just relax into that. Go with the flow. Go with what you felt called to use. But I would also say there's kind of a flip side to this where we need to also be sure that we're not avoiding particular things either. So if you found that you have nothing orange in your group of stones at all, it could be that you're not wanting to face some emotional issues. Or if you didn't have any green stones in the mix at all, it might be that you're holding yourself back from growth in a particular area. Truly only you can kind of know the answer to this, and it could just be a coincidence. That happens too. So I would say for the time being, since you're just getting started, I wouldn't worry too much about that, but it's good that you noticed. So just keep an eye on it. And as you move forward, when you're selecting new crystals to add to your toolkit, be more mindful and try to incorporate some things that you wouldn't normally go for. It can be a great way to get to know some new and interesting stones. So thank you, Erica, for your questions. I hope that was helpful. And if you have a question you'd like me to answer for you about crystals, spirituality, or anything else you're curious about right now, let me know over at loveandlightschool.com ask. Discover how you can deepen your spiritual journey and follow your soul calling with crystals. The Love and Light School's award-winning crystal healing certification program opens soon go to crystalhealerschool.com. And now it's time for us to dive into our main topic for today, the healing properties of chrysocolla. I am so excited for this episode. I don't know why it has taken me quite so long to get to this particular crystal in the mix. I guess when I can only feature one or two stones max per month, um, you know, <laughs> it takes a while to get through them all. But chrysocolla is a stone that I love so, so much. And it's actually a secondary copper-based mineral that's part of the orthorhombic crystal system. It ranges in color from a really brilliant robin's egg blue to sort of a teal green, and it's most commonly seen in its massive form or as botrytal clusters. So if you've listened to the show before, you know I like to start these healing properties episodes with a little affirmation that you can use along with the stone. And here's the one that came through for chrysocolla. I open myself to receive the gifts of health, wealth, and happiness that the universe has in store for me. And I think this really came from Chrysocolla's connection to earth energy. The earth nourishes us. It heals us on so many levels. And since Chrysocolla is a copper-based mineral, it also connects with wealth and abundance. And personally, when I work with this stone, it always brings me a sense of happiness and joy. Chrysocolla assists you when you're speaking from the heart, when you have something important to say and you need to be heard. 
It also instills compassion and promotes inner strength during difficult times. It can enhance your connection with nature and the natural world. And I think because of that, because it allows us to kind of root into the earth, it also facilitates emotional balance and encourages forgiveness. Chrysocolla is an excellent stone to assist with cleansing energy from your aura or from your space. And once that energy has been cleansed and cleared, it leaves you with this great feeling of inner peace and calm. It's also excellent for promoting inspiration. And along with the compassion that I mentioned earlier, it's also a good stone to encourage care and concern for others, as well as promoting sort of an ecological awareness and concern for the earth. It's a stone that's long been used for connecting with goddess energy. And again, because of this grounding quality and this rooting into earth energy, it's also useful to assist you when you have to make a really difficult decision. So if you have a difficult choice on the horizon, working with a chrysocolla, allowing yourself to kind of ground into earth energy, root into earth energy, as well as instill compassion and inner strength, all of these things help support you when you have to make a difficult choice. This crystal also facilitates connection and communication with your guides and enhances creative energy. Chrysocolla is generally opaque, meaning you can't see through it, although it can be translucent, and it ranges from a bright blue to sort of a turquoise green. It connects with the zodiac signs of Sagittarius, Taurus, and Libra, and with the elements of both earth and water. A great companion flower for this stone is Iberus, which is also known as candy tuft or snow in summer. And an excellent companion essential oil is mandarin orange. A companion stone that I love to use along with chrysocolla is leopard skin jasper, which is technically a form of rhyolite, but I think it pairs really well with the energy of chrysocolla. Chrysocolla is commonly found in Peru, the DR Congo, the southwestern USA, and China. And because of its connection with goddess energy, it's sometimes called Gaia stone, but you shouldn't confuse that with the Gaia stone that is the green glass formed by the Mount St. Helens eruption, and I have done a previous episode and blog post on that. Chrysocolla can also be called Venus stone because of its connection with goddess energy. And again, although it's almost always opaque, meaning you can't see through it, very high quality crystalline pieces may be transparent to translucent, and these are often combined with a bit of quartz. Because chrysocolla is a copper-based mineral, it often forms alongside other copper-containing minerals like malachite and azurite. Now, I talked earlier about chrysocolla's ability to enhance abundance, but it's especially helpful for calling in an abundance of new opportunities. So if you're working with this stone, ask yourself, what opportunities has the universe presented to you? Chrysocolla helps you really recognize these and also nudges you to make positive transformations, especially if you're afraid of failing in your new pursuits. Chrysocolla's color and markings can make it confusing to identify. It easily gets mixed up for other things. Some greener pieces look like malachite, and in fact, these two stones can often form kind of intertwined together where you have a piece of chrysocolla with malachite, while some bluer stones can even resemble turquoise. 
Chrysocolla is a really soft mineral that often intergrows with harder substances, especially quartz, as I mentioned earlier. And it doesn't often form crystals of its own, but its color and markings make it quite beautiful, even when it's in its massive form. The name Chrysocolla is Greek for gold glue, going back to the time when the copper that was produced by Chrysocolla, a copper-containing ore, was used for solder. And as I mentioned, is just one of a large group of brightly colored copper-containing minerals, along with turquoise, malachite, and azurite. Now, because chrysocolla contains copper, it should not be used to make crystal elixirs or gem waters using the direct method of preparation. And there's a link to a past article I did on that subject in this week's blog post. But because of chrysocolla's copper content, it's been an important ore stone for a long, long time. And in fact, chrysocolla was first named by Theophrastus in the year 315 BC. It was also revered in ancient Egypt, where it was seen as a wisdom stone and was said to be appreciated by the likes of Cleopatra and Nefertiti to help guide their rulership and their decision-making. But we can work with chrysocolla as well. One of the main ways that I like to work with it is for earth healing and to promote this ecological awareness and care and concern for Mother Earth and all her creatures. It's a stone for environmental champions and pioneers. So to work with this stone for healing, go sit outside with your chrysocolla, set the stone on the ground, and hover your hands above it. Let yourself relax and close your eyes and begin to tune into the energy of the stone. Then visualize a bright green light surrounding your crystal and see the light expand outward in all directions, creating a large sphere in front of you. Use your hands, and this could be your physical hands or your energetic or ethereal hands, to push this ball of light toward the earth's center while offering healing energy to the earth. Visualize the light, this big sphere of green light traveling downward into the earth until it reaches the earth's core at the very center of the planet. Then visualize the light expanding. See that sphere grow larger and larger, moving back out toward the earth's surface. And as it expands, see the light healing the earth as it passes through every layer, every bit of mantle, every bit of crust, every particle of soil, and finally every plant and animal ultimately healing the flora, the fauna, and the land itself. I do hope you'll give this a try because this is such a phenomenal stone and one that you can find pretty easily at most rock shops. Do you feel intuitively called to work more deeply with your stones? To grow your confidence, knowledge, and connection to crystal energy beyond what you can learn on your own? Our award-winning Crystal Healing Certification Program will take you from crystal lover to a confident, certified crystal healer and help you discover your soul's path and crystal purpose. Go to crystalhealerschool.com to learn more. Well, that is it for today. I hope that you found a lot of value in today's show. If you want more information about anything I discussed in this episode, you can learn more over on the website, at loveandlightschool.com slash blog. And if you did enjoy the show today, the biggest compliment you can give me is to leave a quick rating 
and a review over at loveandlightschool.com slash iTunes. And I'd like to give a special shout out today to Velvet Rose M, who left a five-star rating and a review. They say, so amazing. I loved how incredibly informative and helpful each episode of this podcast is, and have already learned so much more about crystals because of Ashley. So Velvet Rose M, thank you so much. I'm so glad that you're learning a lot from each episode. That is my goal. I want to make these really educational, full of great information, and really easy to understand because I know there is so much conflicting crystal info out there, and sometimes it's nice just to have things simplified a little bit. So if you're out there listening and you feel like Velvet Rose M does and you would like to say thanks, I would be so grateful if you took the time to leave a review at loveandlightschool.com slash iTunes. Please rate the show while you're there or if you listen somewhere else, please give me a five-star rating on the platform that you listen on. But also I'd be super grateful if you'd leave me a written review on iTunes as it really helps other people discover the show. That brings us to the end of this episode of the Love and Light Live podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and I'll be back with you in our next episode. Until then, crystal blessings. The Love and Light Live podcast is a production of the Love and Light School of Crystal Therapy. Connect with us online at loveandlightschool.com or on social at Love and Light School. The content provided on or through our website or podcast makes no claims for specific or general health or health results and should not be used to examine, diagnose, or treat any medical condition, prescribe medications, make claims for specific or general healing or health results, or as a substitute for traditional medical treatment. For medical advice, you should consult a licensed healthcare specialist. For more information, please refer to the terms of use on our website at loveandlightschool.com.